The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I'm joined in studio by Minister for Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth, Roderick O'Gorman. And the Minister is here because of new care leave entitlements for parers and carers that are due to take effect uh, next week. You're welcome to the programme, Minister. Can you outline what the new entitlements are? Uh, good, good evening, Anton. So last April, we passed the Work-Life Balance Act, and that's a piece of legislation to support uh, parents and carers in terms of balancing their work and, and their caring responsibilities and particularly supporting women's participation in the workplace. So five new rights are introduced under the legislation and we're staggering their introduction. So from the 3rd of July, two of these rights will apply. The first is the introduction of five days uh, leave for parents and carers for serious medical reasons. And the second one coming in in July is the extension of breastfeeding breaks. Currently, women returning from work after giving birth can take breastfeeding breaks for up to six months after the after the birth of the child. But most women who take their full maternity leave, that six months period is gone. So we're ex- actually extending that now to two years following uh, following the birth of the child. And then later in the autumn, the other three elements will be brought in. That's the right of all workers to request remote working the right of parents and carers to request flexible working and really significantly the introduction of five days paid leave for victims of domestic, sexual or or gender-based violence. So this act represents a significant package again, helping parents and carers balance those roles with their work responsibilities. In practical terms, how do the breastfeeding breaks work? They can be taken either a half an hour per day or it can be grouped as a, as, a, as two and a half hours over the week. So it'll allow a time for a, a woman either to, uh, if their uh, child is maybe on a, a crash or nursery on site, it gives them half an hour a day to take a break to either breastfeed or, or express milk or it can be taken as, as time in lieu as well. Is there a sufficient, is there a significant cohort of women who in that time frame will be able to get to their child breastfeed and return to work? Can there, are there that many with on-site crash facilities? No, there's not. And, and, and one of the things that uh, we're working on in my department, I suppose, is to enhance the range of facilities available for, for women, particularly if they wish to, to express milk. So that's why the leave is designed in a flexible way that it can be taken as a half hour that, that a, a woman can get off per day uh, to, 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 to allow allow that to take place. The second of those that you listed or one of those five that you you listed was the right for workers to request remote working. That's hardly worth the paper it's written on, is it? No, I think it's it's really significant. Uh, I think but it's I can have the right to reckon. request anything I like. It doesn't mean I'll get it. Well, it's a statutory right and it sets out a very clear process whereby your right, your request for remote working has to be considered. Uh, the Workplace Relations Committee are now drawing up a code of practice in terms of how uh, each employer should consider those particular, uh, th- th- those particular requests. Uh, and I think it recognises, I, I think it's... Uh, many firms would have already been providing work remote working to their the, to their uh, their employees, but I think it recognises, particularly p- post COVID, that many roles can operate in a on a, on a remote basis, and we should be supporting employ- employees in terms of a, a of a flexible approach. What's your view on employers connecting attendance into performance reviews? Um, I, I would think if they um, give somebody a right to request uh, to to uh, uh, to undertake remote working, uh, I, I don't think that should um, count against a person in terms of uh, of, of reviews for for pay or promotion. 
Because Google put out a, a press release, or I think it might have been Google's parent Alphabet put out a press release a couple of weeks ago saying that that was exactly their plan, that there would be a connection between your attendance in the office and your performance review so that you have the right, if you want, to stay home on a Tuesday or stay home on a Tuesday, stay home, work from home on those days. But you will be sacrificing points in your yearly review, which will go towards promotability, which will go to bonus. I think something like that undermines the, the, the entire process so so that certainly wouldn't be something uh, an approach that I, I'd support I, I think it's quite negative I think we've seen that remote working can uh, enhance uh, I suppose uh, uh, an employer's attractiveness to an employee when a, an employer shows that degree of, 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 of flexibility I think particularly right now at a time when we know the labour market is so tight I'm not sure if companies that are seen to look to undermine the ability of someone to enjoy remote working uh, you know they're not going to get the talents that, that other companies that are but more even if the employer well oddly I mean much of that would resolve itself through the open market if mm. you lose talent you learn that lesson very quickly but surely the, the employer could make an argument that says no look we will give the flexibility for someone to work at home but we see it as having an impact it makes us less than the sum of our parts and therefore we reflect that impact in the assessment of the individual so we don't stop them doing it but it impacts on pay bonuses remuneration advancement all that I think in terms of the consideration that an employer would give to a, a requests for remote working, I, I believe um, they can, uh, you know, grant it in such a way that it wouldn't in that it wouldn't undermine the, the overall work of the particular company. Let's look to the other aspects of your brief then, because obviously the, the leave elements are, are linked to uh, an announcement or other uh, process taking effect next week. As we now stand, we are still in the midst of the um, housing and accommodation and refugee crisis we have been in for some time. Latest CSO figure showing 8,000 Ukrainians in Kerry, 12 thousand in Dublin. What are the plans in respect of taking more refugees as we now stand? Well, we uh, obviously in terms of our response to uh, to, to Ukraine, we've 86,000 Ukrainians living in the country right now and we're providing state-provided accommodation to about 66,000 of those. Um, the numbers uh, arriving since the new year have, have been lower. We're looking at maybe somewhere between 500 and, 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 and 600 a week. Um, we How can- many in hotels and tents? Uh, in tents there are no Ukrainians in, in tents refugees there'd be, in general yeah there'd be a small number of international protection applicants uh, I'd say maybe uh, 300 out of the uh, 80,000 people that we're providing accommodation to in would tents. be in, in tents yeah and how many in hotels uh, how many there'd be about uh, 54,000 Ukrainians in uh, in, in um, hotel or, or guest house accommodation or around the country uh, and a significant number of, uh, of international protection applicants as how well. sustainable is that given the pressures that will be on the hotels to go back to being hotels because there is profit to be made in so doing? Um, we have, uh, we are bringing in place a number of alternative mechanisms of accommodation. As you know, we've been refurbishing buildings. We've been bringing forth the modular accommodation. We have uh, Ukrainians now living in, in modular accommodation in, 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 in Cork. We've also had the very successful um, vacant home and pledged property. We've 11,000 Ukrainians living in, in vacant homes or, 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 or pledged properties around the country. So there are a, a range of uh, accommodation offerings 
offerings that that we're uh, that we're providing. I think in the short term we're going to continue to to, to use a significant number of hotels, uh, and we we we've seen, I suppose, uh, the the that 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 sector continue to support our efforts to offer accommodation to both Ukrainians and international protection applicants. Uh, you cannot have missed, uh, obviously, Minister, the the news pertaining to RTE in recent days and the announcement today that the former Director General or other as when announced the Director General has resigned her post and according to most of the analysis and uh, the rumour mill she is therefore unlikely to attend at either of the Oireachtas committees to explain her role in these uh, non-publicly declared payments to Ryan Tuberty. Is it acceptable that she doesn't attend? I I think she needs to attend the Joint Oireachtas committees um, if not this week at some point in the future. Um, I, I think um, you know, it's been an extremely damaging week for RTE. And I know when I was out canvassing o- o- o on Friday, uh, you could get the real anger from people in terms of, of, of what's happening. Um, RTE is such an important, you know, part of as a, as a public service broadcaster. It performs such an important service. And to have that undermined in this way is, is, is really, <coughs> is really <coughs> excuse me, is really significant. Um, that's why I think Issues of accountability, issues of transparency are so important right now and why the work of the Joint Oireachtas Committee, the work of the review of uh, of governance and culture in RTE that Minister Martin has commissioned and indeed the independent review that Grant Thornton is undertaking is so important as but well. But to the latter of those, to the, the uh, governance and, and review and the Grant Thornton work, they are systemic and long term. There are a number of specific short term questions where answers are needed and where answers could be given if the, the correct people show up. As you get the sense around the cabinet table, is there frustration in the lack of information being provided by RTE at this stage? Well, Minister Martin's going to update us in, in detail at the cabinet meeting tomorrow. Um, but you're right, th- there is a number of phases to this process. And I think the um, that's why it is so important that we see transparency at the, the, both the, um, the, the PAC and the, the media committee over, over this week. Um, I think that's why it is important that RTE send in their senior in- executives. And, and again, that's why I think it is important, if she can, that D Forbes attend. And if she's not in a position to attend this week, I, I think she should signal that she will uh, attend in the future. When you say senior executives, who? Um, I, I think anybody who's been involved in the process of negotiating uh, this particular ar- arrangement uh, for Ryan Tuberty needs needs to attend. I, I, I think um, I, I think there has to be full accountability a- across the organisation, um, and I think uh, you know uh, I, I think members of the both committees will be very eager to take this opportunity to engage with uh, with anyone involved in this process. And what about when RTE says what it has been saying, which is that processes, legal obligations and obligations to the individuals involved preclude them from answering a lot of the questions that have been asked? I, I think maybe maybe RTE just needs to t- take a step back in that con- that situation and just think about uh, if... If I was saying that to them in the context of an interview, what 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 stance would they take take towards that? I, I think there is real damage done here, and I think the sooner that uh, all of us get as clear a picture as possible about how this particular arrangement came about, who knew of it, um, I think is it, it, it is so important in terms of all our ability to renew confidence in the organisation.
where we began our discussion was about the uh, leave entitlements that are coming into place next week the first of them coming into place next week and then uh, thereafter if people are in any of the categories where this might apply so a woman who is likely to be um, to have a baby soon and be breastfeeding thereafter if they want to find out the details of what they're entitled to is it citizens information? Citizens information they can uh, look at the my own department's website and um, certainly in terms of some of the, uh, the the later measures they'll be available through the Workplace Relations uh, Committee as well. Minister, thank you. That is the Minister for Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth, Roderick O'Gorman. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.